0: Get 60% off at babble.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. He's leaving. He's, he's We've offended him. Yeah, <laughs> I really... <We've>, <laughs> Fortunately, uh, <laughs> we <we've, we've> frightened <laughs> Mr. Miyamoto. He's leaving right Good now. Good job, that was Jeffrey. A <laughs> Hello, super Nintendo's. We are back. But before we get into the show, I need to do some shout outs. IGN will be at San Diego Comic-Con 2023. We are celebrating the biggest pop culture event again. Full coverage Wednesday, July 19th through Sunday, July 23rd. Live coverage Friday, July 21st and Saturday, July 22nd across IGN platforms. Tons of exclusive reveals, trailers, gameplays, interviews, show coverage from all your favorite shows, James and more uh, available wherever you get. Ign, I think Jeffrey will be there. You remember him? Remember that guy? He used to be on this show, but he's too big. He's on red carpet. (laughs) But anyway, let's get into talk of the everybody one two switch. Our weekly Nintendo mini series where we talk about everything. Everybody one two switch. I am your host, Seth Macy. I am overflowing with terrible mini games, and I am joined by industry legend and one two switch fanatic, Cat Bailey.
1: Hello, Seth. It's true. Everybody's 1-2 Switch is, in fact, my game of the year yes. for
0: 2023 so far. I mean, I try to argue against that. And, of course, we're joined by the man who leaked the potential sequel, Nobody 3-4 Switch, Here's mm. Schneider. <laughs> I, I, don't know,
2: I don't even know what to say um well yeah one two switch is uh absolutely obviously, obviously fantastic i was just playing it myself with my 50 friends and um
0: we just had a ton of fun well brag much about how many yeah. friends you have no in my house i have 50 friends they, <laughs> that's incredible um for here. everyone who's like switched off right now uh stop no we're not doing a a, a mini series about everybody One Two switch we're switched, back actually this huh? is huh? huh? a voice huh? chat <laughs> we're back uh we we we're excited to get into it because uh look nintendo in 2023 has been kind of awesome um we were discussing it a little before the show and uh, as cat was sort of going through what has happened it became increasingly obvious to uh, both of us that uh this year has been completely bonkers um cat what can you let's go down memory lane what can you tell us about the year so far for nintendo in 2023
1: Yes, yeah, Seth. It's been a vintage year for Nintendo. In fact, it's been so busy that I forgot that I interviewed Shigeru Miyamoto back is in February. Which mind-blowing! <laughs> Both of those things that you forgot and that you get to interview him. I was like, oh, wow, that happened. That was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, we interviewed him on the occasion of Super Nintendo World opening back in February, March. And that was just one of many big events that happened to Nintendo this year including the release of the Mario movie, Tears of the Kingdom, and then lots of other games. And so I kind of wanted to go through the release schedule uh, up until now and then also talk a little bit about what Switch fans can look forward to. Because we've been talking about Tears of the Kingdom, justifiably, the runner-up yeah. to everybody's 1-2 Switch mm-hmm. uh, for several for several episodes now in our tier, talk of the kingdom miniseries. Go check it out. We just did our spoiler cast on it. I was trying to plug through and finish tears of the kingdom in time to be able to be on the spoiler cast, but alas, I was not able to do it uh, that, here. That's, those are the real tears of the kingdom right yeah. there. But uh, Rev was able to be on there and I think I'm, it, it was an amazing episode. So go check it out. But yeah. So uh just wanted to quickly go through the list. Here's some amazing games that have come out over the past few months. One that really stands out to me to start out that came out just started the year, big surprise was Fire Emblem Engage. Yeah. Which did not sell as well as uh, Three Houses. And it was in some ways unfairly dismissed, I feel like, by uh, mainstream fans and pockets of the fandom. But I have to say, as a Long time Fire Emblem fan. This is my probably my second favorite Fire Emblem game ever after wow. Blazing Sword or the uh the GBA. It is beautiful. It's a beautiful game on the Nintendo Switch. It looks so good. The maps are outstanding. Uh all of the new mechanics fit together so well. And it took me a while to figure out how to really properly play this game. And once I did, I really wanted to go back and play it on classic hard mode because it felt like there's this wonderful tactical challenge to it. But also, I don't have another 80 hours to (laughs) devote to to finishing this game. But it's a banger. And I think one of my Dark Horse favorite games of the year. Nice.
0: Hair, hey, what is your
1: opinion
2: on? Uh, on I, I, have you even talked about Fire Emblem before on the show? I'm sure I've mentioned it once or twice. Mm, okay. uh, it's possible. No, I I really like this one. It's not. I I, you know, I thought Awakening. I would say Awakening is probably my favorite after the Super NES era, the Super Famicom wow. era. Um, and and this one doesn't for me doesn't quite live up to it because it doesn't have these sort of cool like time travel story beat mechanics but i thought it was really good it was like a compromise right it was a tactical fire emblem game for people who didn't want to bother with all the town building stuff you still had plenty in there and it was it was kind of funny that it was so, so downplayed because it has so many systems and elements in the overworld for you to do you know like not not just the 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 sort of uh you know character building and customization but like flying on flying through the sky and fishing and all of that sort of stuff was was built into this game too that was really good i uh, i finished it um and i started the epilogue and then lots of other games came out and so i haven't gone back to to finish the the that dlc pack but yeah It was wonderful. I will say that the DLC support, if you're bought in from the beginning, it imbalances the game when you get oh, that so. many when you because you get so many emblems and right uh, there is a moment gotcha. in the game where some of them are so OP yeah mm. and it teaches you to like obviously you re- you start to rely on the emblem powers and then there's an element in the game where it like takes it away right old Nintendo trick and it doesn't take them away if you've uh, if you've got all the DLC characters so it does Ooh. create a little <laughs> bit of a mismatch in that you can, it's not a pay to win thing. It's obviously a single player game, but <clears throat> I, I almost regretted having access to all these emblems. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, they're all classic, awesome characters I love from the old game. So it was nice to have them back.
0: Awesome. As fans of the genre, did you both rejoice? Yes. Fans <laughs> Please at... stop writing that, people. That's yes. <laughs>
2: as a fan of the genre, I really like this game. Everyone else should rent it from Blockbuster first.
0: <laughs> there you go. I will yep. say, and it doesn't make any difference to anybody. I'm not a Fire Emblem fan, but this what? is my favorite Fire Emblem. I really liked this, and I'm okay. gonna try to get back into it. I I really like the gameplay. It didn't do too much for me that I couldn't handle, and it also has beautiful anime boys and girls in it. Like who can who can argue? They're it? very pretty people. Yes, yeah, very mm-hmm. pretty people. Um, with their like with their navels and abs showing at all times.
1: Aqua fresh hair, so <laughs> yeah.
0: beautiful.
1: In February, we got a big surprise, and it was a wonderful surprise. Just We had been anticipating this for a while, but during a Nintendo Direct, uh, Nintendo Shadow Dropped Metroid Prime Remastered. Yep, just like that. Just, And people very quickly realized that it was an extremely high-quality remaster. Yeah. There was a ton of demand around the physical version. And very quickly, people said, this is one of the best games released this year. Uh, so as a treat, as a throwback to, well, uh, it had been pretty hard to get a hold of Metroid Prime. Yes. Because it was more or less locked on the Wii U. Um, and so a lot of people were saying, oh gosh, like I really want to be able to revisit one of the finest Metroid games of all time. And it's really great to have it here in the uh, Nintendo Switch library, and a lot of the, I think the consensus was that not only was the remaster itself really well done, but also the game itself holds up immaculately.
2: Yes, it's uh yeah trilogy. If you were to buy the, you know the trilogy releases, pr- really pricey. Uh, you know they did they didn't make uh they didn't make that many copies of that of that re release, and it and it it was hard to find and really expensive to own. And so yeah this it, it was such a lovely surprise to get a shadow drop to in a game of this caliber. I'm you know I mentioned this to some folks at, at Nintendo like I almost wonder if if that was not doing it any favors, right? It created this this excitement with core fans who already knew the title but like it didn't have that sort of sort of ramp up period to get excited about because it it really is way more than a remaster it is just it so much was redone to make it run wonderfully on the switch and it looks good it controls well it has all these different control schemes um it has the different versions whether you like the you know the european or or japan edition style narration or not and like it's just it's it's a fan favorite game just done complete justice as a re-release and I almost wish they had built it up more and they had had like pre-release trailers that showed, "Hey, here's what we addressed, here's what we fixed, here's what we upgraded" because it's so good.
0: Do you think that they didn't have a lot of faith that, that this would no, catch no. on with people beyond uh, just the no. fans? I think Not they want
2: that. I think they wanted to create a moment for fans that mm. this big surprise drop. Yeah.
1: I think that it was the right call because uh, I think Hi-Fi Rush experienced a similar thing over on Xbox where uh it, people were like, "Oh, cool. I'm really excited about this. Oh, it's available now. I'm going to go buy it." Yeah. Um and so it kind of captured the moment. And I think that Nintendo wasn't anticipating this to really hit because historically Metroid just hasn't sold very well. Yeah. For right. For Nintendo, sadly. So I think they were maybe caught off a little off guard by how well received Metroid Prime um, actually
2: was. Yeah. But- Mar- Marshall uh, Gorduk, friend of the show um, and big Metroid fan. Uh, he, we had a conversation on Twitter and he, he's always very disappointed that the Metroid series doesn't, doesn't sell better, but you know, Dread sold 3 million units. We're talking right. about, you know, a, a game that's closing in on $200 million in revenue. Like the Metroid franchise is stealth growing in the background. That's why I was hoping there'd be a little bit more hype around Metroid as like sort of punctuation of the release of Metroid Prime, uh, punctuation of a release schedule. Um, Now I'm curious to see, are we going to get the remasters of Prime 2 and 3? Rumor had it that they weren't a complete kind of like remaster, redo, upgrade like Prime 1 is, but but rather
0: just uprest re-releases. But man, it, it sure made me hungry for more Metroid playing this. We'll probably get those uh, when we get our Wind Waker on Switch and also our you Super so? Mario Galaxy 2. Uh, Do you think that Metroid
2: Prime was basically Retro Studios showing you, hey, this is what Metroid can look like on Switch? Yes. And then Metroid Prime 4 is what Metroid's going to look like on Switch 2?
0: I 100% um, feel like maybe that they didn't hype this as much because it's sort of a uh, I feel like maybe a, a tacit admission that Metroid Prime 4 isn't coming out on Nintendo Switch. Hey, here you four, go you get the, f- the greatest one anyway so enjoy. I, kids. I'd be happy if 4 looks
2: like this. I,
0: I would happy if 4 too. is
1: going to be like a Tears of the Kingdom situation or sorry a Breath of the Wild situation uh-huh. where they release on both the Switch and the Switch 2. I maybe. also
0: think that's a, a, a real possibility but I, I stand by my statement. That has no factual basis behind it. That Metroid Prime Four will be our Switch uh, Two launch title. So. It's a good idea,
2: right? Like, if Switch Two's power is that it has more, you know, that it offers improved graphics, um, probably Retro is the right team to demonstrate that. Yeah, you know,
0: yeah. Ah, good it game. would be if interesting you don't have that because game, get it
1: yeah it'd be interesting just because as i already mentioned historically metroid hasn't sold particularly well so i wonder if nintendo would want to make a maybe in their view a second or third tier series like a flagship game for the launch of the switch or could it be a companion for for mario Mm. and i'm this is no this is no shade on metroid i've love metroid super metroids one of my absolute favorite games of all time i'm just kind of acknowledging the market realities um around it but maybe metroid prime remaster was a nice little boost for it if you're
2: if yeah and if you're if you're an nvc fan and you listen to the show and you're one of the people who says i kind of yearn for classic classic zelda games that are more item based, like where the puzzles are more single item per dungeon based and you've ignored Metroid Prime, know that that is the exact setup of this game. It is yeah. very much like Wind Waker, where you get a power and then that power becomes pivotal to finishing the temple or whatever area you're in, but also can be applied elsewhere. So it is the game with the hook shot and the special powers that you're looking for. It's so one of the best.
1: Nintendo had an interesting year in that, uh, in addition to a lot of good games, it also had kind of a transmedia presence, and that allowed it to be in the wider pop culture. Uh, go back, and we talked a lot about the Mario movie in particular, which was released in April, and the Mario movie, um, it was interesting. So the trailers <laughs> were excellent. Uh, yes. The it trailers was were excellent. And when it came out, uh, I would say that it it did incredibly well, astonishingly well. Hundreds of millions of dollars. I
2: see the movie Cat Bailey calls interesting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Reviews weren't as strong because it leaned on a lot of cliches in terms of animated movie beats and everything. I, I found it a very pleasant experience. I don't really have any motivation to ever see it again. Um I'm Jack Black exactly. doing the Peaches song, I think, is the lasting pop culture imprint from the Mario movie. But there's no denying that Nintendo, if if their goal was to have a moderately well reviewed movie that made so much money and expanded Mario's pop culture p- footprint and introduced the character to a whole new audience of young kids, done. Done yep. deal. They've done yep. it
0: success has it uh has it surpassed the lion king yet that's what i want to know it did it did yeah right wow you mean simba the, take that you mean the dumb lion king yeah the bad one
2: the the, the one the, that people the, call animated but it's the
0: live action
2: I what guess cool. some of the plants in it are real.
0: <laughs> there's, a tr- there's some of the rocks in the background are actual rocks. They were yeah, formed, there's, like, by there's okay one lizard
2: think. that's live action. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's obviously also an animated movie. Uh, Super Mario Brothers movie, no, has not surpassed Remake. It's still ahead uh. at 1.6 billion versus Mario movie's measly 1.3 billion. Uh, so Oof. it's behind Frozen 2, but it did surpass the good Lion King.
1: It is the biggest movie worldwide of the year. Yeah, um, wow! It has one. Uh, box Office Mojo has it at one point three million, one three point three billion dollars worldwide mm-hmm. box office.
0: Yep.
1: which is ahead of Guardians of the Galaxy, which sits at number two, and Fast Ten, which sits at number three. And Ooh, Spider-Man why and are
0: people bad?
1: At huh? four and Little Mermaid at five.
0: I'm giving thumbs so, down to Fast Ten. Why is that the third best movie? That's a bad franchise and a bad movie uh, oh it,
2: my it, god it's, it's always
1: a, a disaster god. domestically <laughs> and always does fairly well internationally
0: but, <laughs> but very upset that i said the fast franchise is bad but i don't i i will sit i watched five, i liked fast five fast five's great no the franchise
2: yeah. is great no the, it's not. the movies have the movies have fallen apart over time uh the yeah. last
0: the last two were not good i have but never watched the fast and the furious movie where i was like oh man that was awesome i had so much fun i'm like why did everyone tell me to see this why well, do I have you such are bad friends you're obviously from the tribe of the stone-hearted people that that is not they're, true i have full of, i am i am full of whimsy and my heart overflows with joy uh, look, i just don't find that look those if you didn't shed
1: a tear uh in the moment where they said goodbye to brian well, i don't you, even know Brian is.
0: but but i i mean dragging a safe through uh i, I, forgot I know what city on paper was was this Brazil sounds so good something. but the whole time i was watching it i was like this looks dumb the, oh it just God. looks so stupid it yeah. didn't work for me maybe if it so, were practical effects instead of like oh
2: interesting because what you think is cg is likely practical in those movies yeah we actually have a we have a really good video essay up on uh, cinefix by mike uh, Calabro who goes through the practical effects a lot of people think the movies are cg'd and some of that is just the filtering layered on top and they obviously do like when they something had the, about it then. when they had the self-driving cars they did a ton of cg in that movie but like oh the a way lot moves. Of, a lot of the old stunts are physical including okay. jumping jumping out of the windows in the skyscraper all that stuff is physical effects but then obviously the skyscraper is calmed in and all no man see it's, watch that Come video on. it's so good you'll you'll get new appreciation i demand for what real
0: skyscrapers in my film so that's that there it is that's why i hate it but i'm sorry push, push. i derailed this whole conversation Cass. Yes. please forgive me someday blasphemy <laughs>
1: no let's talk about the 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 movie that every nintendo fan is talking about fast 10 yeah um <laughs> what every nintendo fan was talking about was the mario theme park that opened in los angeles at universal studios um did either of you two have a chance to go yet
2: no no sad yes. I, I i won, to
1: um i i enjoyed my time there um but also i got to go at a preview event and from my my understanding and this is kind of what i expected it's really crowded like, oh, really okay. really really crowded that so. that's,
2: that's why I, that's why i'm now i haven't even done the star wars stuff in disneyland i used to live in in la and used to have a annual subscription to the disneyland parks so wow. you could just pop in for the fireworks and not feel like you're wasting money right so you you can get get in and out anytime
1: annual subscription
2: yeah it's and for California residents, a SoCal re- resident is is quite a lot cheaper than I think it's like the price of going itself, twice a year. for itself just 14 visits. Stuff is expensive. So like I was waiting with that one too because things were too crowded and then with with uh with Mario um yeah, I'll go maybe next year. Okay. When everybody's well, bored with it, that's <laughs> that's when I'll show up.
1: Well, jumping ahead a little bit in May, obviously Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom which you may recall a lot of people were wondering well Tears of the Kingdom how can Tears of the Kingdom possibly live up to the legacy of Breath of the Wild the greatest game ever made I mean maybe Tears of the Kingdom will be just a a big old DLC pack um I may may the words DLC may have come out of my mouth Uh, when I when we were reacting to the original trailers it was like well looks like more of the same right and then we all got to play it and then we spent like 10 episodes talking about it and we all determined that no in point of fact Tears of the Kingdom was not more of the same it was well it's a masterpiece and maybe someday I'll go back to Breath of the Wild because I do think that they try and do different things but right now Tears of the Kingdom is so far and above it in my head that It'll be a long time before I ever go back to Breath of the Wild, if ever.
2: Yeah, it's it's it is my favorite game of all time now, and I have mm. I have 185 hours. I was playing wow. it. I was stuck at the airport yesterday uh, with a flight cancellation. I was playing it on my on my Switch, sitting in the waiting area, and after a hundred, I had 185 hours already down, and I found a new stable. I'm like, how is that even possible i thought i you know i systematically went through i did all the big quests i you know i filled in the map with everything and i freaking go like i've never been to the stable before of course then i have a new picture taking quest and all of that with it and it's just it's just such a delight like when you walk Uh, around in this world and you're like
0: wait i didn't know that was there and you're at like 150
2: hours yeah nuts
0: so I i still haven't beaten it um i actually decided the other day or last week, I said, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to beat this game. And I started on the path to ending it. And then I saw something shiny in the horizon. <laughs> oh, what's that? And then four hours later, I was doing one of those uh, those board cube mazes. So yeah, nope, haven't and, beaten it yet. And you can tell from the tune in into our spoiler cast, it's too early. Like
2: a lot of people didn't want a spoiler cast yet because they're still playing it. And I say, that's great, guys. Like, keep keep going. Um, a little bit of the air is out when you finish it. And like, there's just so much wonderful stuff in there. Just finish it when it feels like it's naturally coming to an end for you, that you're running out of new quests to take. And maybe your side quest menu is empty, though. Good luck. Again, 185 <laughs> hours. I still have like 10 parked there. I'm sure I've got a couple that I didn't didn't discover yet. Like, just, yeah. you know, go go back to what is the, the main little town, Outlook, uh was it? Out, I out, the,
1: outlook landing. Lookout landing. Lookout
2: landing. Yeah, yeah. go. I, sorry, I'm getting my uh, my Zelda's confused there. Outlook <laughs> Island, uh, Wind Waker. Go back to it and go into the emergency shelter, and you can instantly get six new quests that you didn't know about if you haven't back, been back there. Like it's just so good.
0: Yeah. How many, so
1: much to do. Uh, I've managed at? to hit most of the major plot reveals now and i'm like oh i would recommend don't do the dragon tears quest right away (laughs) hold off on that one because it's it's got some big spoilers oh yeah in there for the the rest of the game and i waited until i finished several of the major shrines before going doing that quest and i am glad i waited but I, I, i can't imagine a zelda without building at this point, I was like, mm-hmm. at the time, I was kind of lukewarm on it. I'm like, well, this looks so janky and kind of silly. And now I'm just like, no, I love my hover cycle. It is the <laughs> greatest thing ever invented by a human. I've built the the killer tank and driven around in the depths. I've done all kinds of things. It's so much fun. It's crazy, but... I I could talk about this game for another eight episodes. I was going to say it's almost
0: like that we could do a whole mini series just talking a whole mini incredible video game that once, is oh, literally the best game ever.
2: Yeah, once but, you get the stabilizer for your builds, like it's just suddenly you can just make sidecars and and crazy contraptions. It just gets a lot more fun. I
0: think. I haven't even. Yeah,
1: I feel like I've really come to understand the building pretty well, and so that makes the shrines feel. Not trivial, but I'm like, I am so smart. I am so <laughs> smart whenever I go into them. Yep. Um, after Tears of the Kingdom, of course, we got our, our actual game of the year, Everybody won 2 switch yeah. And then uh, putting aside the, the irony a little bit, uh, Everybody one to switch was a weird one because it was reported um, by Imran Khan last year that it had been finished, but had been very poorly received. And then it basically got shelved for a long time. Yeah. And then Nintendo was just like, here you go. Everybody won two switch. Everybody. Wow. And I, <laughs> Collection of mini games. We and, kinda hoped this
2: would be the new Wii Sports, but I guess not. To be clear, I'm happy that they put it out. Like I I you know, I I I think even, even games that have issues deserve uh uh to be in the spotlight. And you just never know. You just heard Seth, you know. Committing blasphemy in one of the greatest action movie it's series not, of all time, it's right? Not, it, it's not, so it it's someone. Trite. Anyway. It's there's someone for everything. And like there sure. will be a family of four or five people who are getting a lot of enjoyment out of one to switch, especially younger kids. <laughs> yep. They're very simple mini-games where you you're doing gestures that harken back to, you know, some of the, the early Wii stuff. there'll be people who get uh, get enjoyment out of it where it's like we're sitting there and going like why does it have to look so bad too like it's like it's like flash design games so like shockwave industry insiders yeah Yeah. no totally and but 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 to be fair like like mario party superstars the mini games are just way way better right like there's there's just more thought and quality these are don't have to explain anything except for two words and you can play it. So it's yep. like it is meant to be a party and mass audience game.
0: You reminded me of and I think I maybe have mentioned this on the show before, but I had a friend who used to do uh community work at a publisher and his boss once said, you know, never forget that our worst game is someone's favorite game. Yeah. So yeah somebody likes gex which is
2: why we're getting gex trilogy <laughs>
0: we're getting the trilogy <laughs> I'm not yeah. how did i not know about that i'm a big gex head that got announced You're not a I'm gex not, head really. okay <laughs> <laughs> it got
2: announced uh, today or yesterday mm-hmm. uh, along with uh, the whole other there's clock tower that's clock also town. happening and idris elba is playing gex karateka is coming back oh yeah
1: yeah i have to say i really like what digital eclipse is
2: doing so good they're making little yeah. museums of of classic it's like games like the
1: criterion collection but for video games for it, real
2: it, exactly yeah. and they're that's th- a great, this is yeah. a series of four games they've only announced uh, karateka which is you know jordan mechner famously made this game before prince of persia by rotoscoping uh <laughs> pictures of himself running and so I remember as a kid playing it on my Atari um, 600XL computer and I'm like, oh my God, the animation, it looks real. It looks like a film. And then I ran into that damn eagle and died.
1: <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's not going to be, it's, obviously, it's not going to sell ten, tens of millions of units, but I'm really happy that Digital Eclipse has made its mission to find and preserve these games that maybe you haven't really heard of but are still formative and very important in their own right and then doing justice to them yeah uh it will find an audience uh and i i wish them godspeed like i really am excited to see this and i hope they get to do another run after that i, I hope think it's Gets all the support it
2: deserves. Yeah, Yeah. if you haven't if you haven't checked it out, you know, Switch owners, Atari fifty is is out on Switch. It's Um, great. um, And it's it's basically it's the the old Atari games don't they don't hold up they Not really don't right and so what what the what digital eclipse was they took a couple of games and upgraded them and so they're actually more playable and they've got more challenges and but they also include the original code and then tons of behind the scenes info and like a concept of progression that you actually get sort of this feeling of achievement achievement for researching something or watching something and it's just i think it's such a great approach and I hope they're able yeah. to do it at a level, you know, where the budget isn't so high that they don't, that they need to sell a ton of copies because I'm, I'm all in for these. It is, it is honestly like classic criterion collection behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. It's called the gold master series for the next four. And, you know, I, as a kid, I played Commodore 64, these, these um, home computers uh, that have disappeared. And a lot of those games are forgotten now. And we, my friends and I played games like Epix's, um, Summer Games, Winter Games, California oh, Game shit. Series. Those were huge multiplayer experiences back in those days. They don't hold out. You can't just remaster them and release them because our, our my kids will go, what the hell is this? How could you ever play this, right? And I think this, this museum approach is so perfect. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. So,
0: I, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I appreciate the hell out of atari 50 which i also did that not come out at the beginning of this year was that like late last year
2: there's no way to know
0: there's no possible (laughs) way to know anyway Google cat please take us through the the rest of the year up to this point
1: well i've taught i've been recapping the year to this point and i just wanted to kind of throw it to you two is there a game that you would like to highlight from the first half of the year that you think deserves Uh, Because there have been a a lot of good ones. Like, I'm looking Mm -hmm. at this list right now.
2: Yeah. Advance Wars. Oh! Mm -hmm. Oh, okay right? so we did uh finally we, got advanced wars yeah. yeah yeah we got we got a lot of remasters and remakes right we got the two pikmin games uh coming out i would like to shout out the pikmin 4 demo because i can't wait to play that no advance mm. Wars was just it was just lovely to get a life sign from this franchise that is the sort of simpler little brother or fire emblem right where it doesn't matter if your units get blown up because you can always make more it's more like a it has a little bit more of a resource management angle than than pure strategy gameplay where where you want to capture towns, and you want to build new units, and you can decide: Do you want to go airborne? Do you want to have a tank force? Do you want to have a CEO has the power to heal your units or make them extra strong? So it has this real fun feel of making the game experience your own. It's a very simple looking game, right? Like it's not gonna it's not gonna impress anybody with its visuals. I I thought they did a did a reasonably uh good job. I wish it was cell shaded because it would have matched the cutscenes and everything better. Um, it's a lovely little game. It's wonderful to play in chunks, and I hope we're getting more advanced wars games. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, that's the dream, right? Great soundtrack mm-hmm. too. I had completely forgotten.
2: Yeah, how good the soundtrack in Advanced Wars is. Crazy guitar stuff. Yeah, and and the the new cutscenes they made look really really good. Like I could imagine a little bit more of a budget and a bigger game with a new original story could be really good. But at if not, you know. See if there's a way to adapt the DS games. They're a little bit more complicated because they are layered the action sometimes on two screens. But you can still do it. You could switch and
0: yeah, Nintendo uh, Switch. If anybody can figure it out, yeah, it's Nintendo and the, the people behind everybody want to switch. I don't see exactly. Yeah. and then cool, there, huh? there are a ton of other games that
2: I played, like Rhythm. I really liked for the Final mm-hmm. Fantasy uh, rhythm game. That that is just it's a stroll down memory lane. Memory lane with all the Fire Emblem games, it and then they really. Add, d- it yep.
1: really is an amazing airplane game.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> and it has DLC for everything from Chrono to Live Alive. So it 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 was just a a wonderful little game. It's not something you want to play in long sittings either. Mm. Uh, and I will say that that the sort of line tracing was better in the ds age with the stylus like there was something a little bit more special about that yeah and i don't think they have innovated yet to find the sort of what the next thing is on, on consoles i really like that one but the final thing i want to call out is nintendo online we got gba games we got obviously yep. game boy color games and if you're smart you have a Japanese account too, if you're a Nintendo Online subscriber, and you download the games that come out in in that market. Because if you did, you would be able to play Fire Emblem: The Binding Blade, which came out on the in the Japanese GBA collection, whereas the US only got Fire Emblem, right? The first GBA game, which Japan also got. So, Binding you know, Blade is the one with Roy. That's right. <laughs> the Binding Blade is uh, is is a wonderful game yes it's in japanese you're gonna struggle that was my question how much japanese do i need to know to play a text heavy
1: all uh, of it yeah,
2: yeah it's look you can still play it because a lot of it it is not a it doesn't have a town management angle right and so yes there are conversations between the characters and they'll sometimes tell you to do something but if you've played a fire emblem game before you can figure it all out. You just have to you have to look up a translation of the menus to know where, you know, end of turn is, which hint it's at the bottom. And and you know, I and and, and get a little help with the items, but it's not too bad.
0: Yeah. It's too bad because I, I feel like uh, a lot of people our age who speak japanese uh learned because they wanted to play <laughs> imported rpgs and that just doesn't happen anymore now they just will obviously here, so. no obviously you can
2: still do that there's a ton of games uh, in the uh, nintendo online service on the on the um uh, in the japanese stores that you don't get in the us one um does it require yeah, well, s- also separate subscription or do you can is there some trickery that you can do no no the you can share your subscri- subscription but um uh, you need a uh wars. because it's it's tied to the unit but you need a japanese account okay and there's there's some there's some annoyance it's not with that hard
1: there's walkthroughs yeah. on the internet
2: oh yeah the you internet, can make a pa- of course you can make a european one too the you know the european uh, titles you, you know the us one lets you lets you switch um on some of them but i i feel like there was one one mm-hmm. game that came out that that I played that was only in the European edition. And then, yeah, we look, yeah. in the US GBA, Nintendo Online uh, subscription, we got Metroid Prime Fusion, right? And we're going to get more games. So Super Circuit is in there if you don't like your Mario tracks redone uh, beautifully like Alexis doing.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. I was going to shout out all the games that we've already talked about, basically. Oh, good. Like, no, I'm just... like it, It's weird because i feel like going through this chronologically i feel like oh this was my i I swung from one game to the next game and then i was really excited to play advanced wars because i never had played it before and Hmm. i put it off and then it just sat there sad and unplayed next to the tears of the kingdom icon uh basically ever since then so um yeah like i think for me so far metroid prime remastered other than tears of the kingdom totki is maybe the most i've spent this year i just i love that game so much and one thing that came out to switch this year that i was really excited about but i could not bring myself to to spend the 18 dollars was the uh final fantasy 6 pixel remaster we finally got those on the nintendo switch and i just i can't i don't know what the problem my problem is i can't bring myself to spend 75 for for that collection
2: yeah, I look, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. There's just too much to play as much yeah. as I like them. And, and I have not gone back to play Kirby either. That came out too. Oh my
0: God, Kirby yeah. was so good.
2: Yeah, but there, there are a lot of really cool third-party games too. Obviously, we got Monkey Island. Yeah. You know, if you're a fan of classic games, that's a, a way to honor the past, but also modernize it. That was really good. We just, uh, we're about to get another Steam World title, right? Like a strategy game. Um, and then that me- uh, mechanic game, it's coming out today, which is basically overcooked, but with car mechanics. There's another one like it called Speed Crew that I played that was pretty fun. Uh, and then if you're into Puyo Puyo, there's Dr. Fetus's mean meat machine, which also just came out. Like right. there is really there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Have you um, seen, in have my circles.
1: In my circles, Octopath Traveler 2. Oh god. has been yep. they've been really singing the praises of that one. Um, there's some people who think it's the best. Has a chance to be the best RPG of the year. We'll see with Baldur's Gate three and Starfield,
0: but a lot of praise so for far out how of well sync it does. With everybody. I it's gave a, it a bummer.
2: Seven. Seth hated it so much. Yes, yeah. I Seth hated, hated it.
0: it. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I really liked it. I just didn't think it did anything that radically different. It just improved on the first in a lot of ways, but not in in any ways that really um, made me want to rate it more higher than a seven. Mm. And now everybody hates me. yeah
1: uh uh, certainly certainly within my circles uh it's been getting a lot of praise i thought you were gonna say i was hated okay i i have not had a chance to spend a ton of time of it um my goal after finish finishing tears of the kingdom is to uh, get back to this one but i think that there's a kind of broad and emerging consensus that it is a major improvement on the original octopath traveler um and that it's like definitely worth picking up if you like RPGs
0: oh, 100% yeah no this is it's a it's a good game and then you 100% if you like those old school um turn-based RPGs you should play Octopath Traveler. like I really enjoyed Octopath Traveler 2 I think Octopath Traveler 3 whatever shape that takes that will be the one that'll be uh, the, mm. the nine out of ten or maybe no nah, I doubt it'll be a 10 out of 10 but, it's yep. it's been a good year for RPGs on the Switch in general yeah.
1: uh there have been two Trails games Uh, Trails into Reverie just came out, and that's kind of of a big culmination in so many ways of a lot of different arcs and series, tons of characters in that one. And there's also uh, Trails to Azure, which uh, is more of a... It's part of the other arc, the Crossbell (laughs) arc. There are a lot of these games. Just start with Trails in the Sky, which sadly is not on the Nintendo Switch. Um, If you were to choose one, I would recommend Trails to Azure because that's uh, maybe more accessible than, uh, than Trails into Reverie, which in so many ways wraps up a lot of existing uh, plot points and such. But uh, well, really, really remarkable series. And then Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster out. came out on Switch, too.
0: This year I decided I actually wanted to like follow hockey a little bit more than just the most casual of casuals, so I subscribed to a service that streams all of the NHL to your Yeah, I was going to say that if anybody's listening and you're not taking notes, like Kat knows a lot of about a lot of things, but Kat's opinion on RPGs is probably the best that there is. And so when Kat says, pick up this RPG, go
2: go pick that RPG up. But, okay. By the way, return, return to Monkey Island was last year. It was the mobile version oh. that, that came out this year. That's oh, right. That yeah, the Switch the... version already came out last year. I thought it was okay. later
0: technically that's mobile too so what year uh, is well, it yeah yeah no now it's, bit, it's on, like so far okay mobile. we're seven months into the year it has been absolutely crazy now let's switch to looking forward so uh mm-hmm. in what 11 days from now we have Pikmin 4 mm-hmm. I also have that downloaded and have not played it because again tears of the kingdom is the only thing in that front spot of my switch but Kat, have you played the Pikmin 4 demo Heck no.
1: <laughs> I'm not a Pikmin. Okay. Uh, they're fine. Um
2: You're
0: not a sorry, Pikmin.
1: Sorry, Pikmin fans, don't hate me. I respect it. I respect the energy around it, but uh the original didn't really capture my energy as a sort of point-click uh real time strategy game. Um I've gone back to it sometimes over the years, but um I just I have other games uh, to play right now. I've I've got Tears of the Kingdom, I've got Final Fantasy sixteen, so Uh, Pikmin Four is very much on like, it's kind of on my back burner. If I'm being totally honest, it's not a priority for me. It's low cry. I think I want to go play Octopath Traveler too after this.
0: Well, I can't fault you for that because if you don't like Pikmin, I don't think Pikmin Four is going to make you like it. No.
2: No, it's, it's definitely, I mean, look, it's, it's,
0: it's, a, it's a
2: niche genre that is, it's kind of unique in that Nintendo pulled off an RTS in a really clever way by having you control a hero and, and there are actually action elements to it, but you still do sort of resource gathering. The big thing about this game that you have to like is the sort of planning right yes. there's 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 an element to it where you got to go okay I'm going to tell those guys to do that I'm going to go back here and get this thing I'm going to do that right it is very much about multitasking going around like certain, the games like Hyrule Warriors Fire Emblem Warriors they do that a little bit too and you have to really like that part only what's different here is that it doesn't have this sort of repetitive road action that those games have because it's more about measure countermeasure it's like oh there's a fire enemy therefore let me get my fire my my pigmen who are impervious to fire throw the red guys on this one and um the i i finished the the demo it, it, it was it was lovely um it adds an element with your little your little dog friend now that speeds up things like the game oh, okay. moves at a much faster clip right the camera angle is lower so it gives you a little bit more of a of a bottom action view it's it's almost getting closer to a platformer but the the aim is not to make you like jump across things it's more kind of like aligning platforms like captain toad style but fast um sure I think it's really, really good. And like the thing I always love about the Pikmin games is one, discovering the sort of lost items and then reading the descriptions of what aliens are... Th- Think they are and what they're used for, which is always completely wrong, and just just a kernel of truth. And then the the enemy design is so crazy; those weird spiders that walk as if they, as, yeah. if their feet hurt and stuff. It's just <laughs> the weird maggoty things, and
1: yeah, it's just a, it's, just it's a, a delightful world. Can't it's a, yeah,
0: just just so wonderful Yamato's to discover, yeah. come to
1: life. Yeah,
0: yeah. I uh, yep. I didn't like the Pikmin. Or excuse me i never played the pikmin series until pikmin 3 mm. and i loved i loved pikmin 3 a lot and you know uh actually i have to uh come clean i never was able to beat the final boss oh. pikmin Three, and i gave up so even and then i i never got that far on the remake but yeah i'm looking forward to pikmin 4 it's adorable it's pikmin and then mm. uh we also have like you can download them right now pikmin 1 and 2 and then the uh the physical release of that comes out in november which will undoubtedly be what are those ones you'll see on hologram ebay in 10 years
1: for, uh, hey pikmin years fans years. are excited did you see that they took over the Times square billboard with a twerking olimar
0: <laughs> no, ridiculous I, did not I have to say i respect that. the chaotic energy of the pikmin community it's uh it's a cute little game and it's very fun and like paro like you have to sort of think that's where i sort of had my first problems because uh i'm i'm very i'm very good at tactical thinking i can react and figure things out on the fly. I'm extremely good at that. But if you ask me to plan ahead, oh boy, it's going to be a problem. It's ingenious the way, you know, there's still a
2: time limit, right? The sun sets and you don't want to be caught outside. And like, it creates this artificial restriction for your planning. You can't just meander. You really got to be bam, bam, bam. Okay, I'm going to do this. And you got to like, almost think of it as a day and the things you want to accomplish. I mean, it literally is a day. Um, I think it's so, it's so good yeah
0: well um that comes out later this month and then probably the biggest game that's not tears of the kingdom uh comes out this fall and that is super mario brothers wonder and we haven't really had a chance to talk on this show other than the uh the live direct react about super mario brothers wonder and i'm i'm dying to know what your opinions are on super mario Wonder, Pear. I'd like to start with you. Where do you stand on Super Mario Brothers? Wonder. Look, I'm always I'm more
2: excited about a new 3D Mario adventure because it's just a I love that sort of genre that has this additional element of exploration uh, built into. It. I really like that sort of whether it's level based or open world based. I love to run around, find little hidden caves, and un- unlock new stuff and, and and complete challenges. That said. It's been a while since we got a new 2D Mario game and a new refresh of the look. Obviously, I like everything I see so far. Um, I, I was actually I was on Seth when you, when you weren't um, talking a bit about this. I really like how it takes the new Super Mario Brothers style and it runs with it, goes with it a little bit further. The backgrounds are now more whimsical and crazier, Uh, akin to in the New New Super Mario Brothers game, there was one level that had a Van Gogh painting style as a backdrop. And Mm. I'm like, oh my God, I wish the entire game was like that, where you had different takes on different worlds, not just, you know, this, this sort of kind of stark rendered looking take on the classic Mario levels. And this one looks to be doing that because there's just so much going on to the point where it really reminds me of Rayman Legends. You know, oh, yes. everything's spinning, everything's moving, everything's dancing, and you know the one thing I'll hold against Rayman Legends is that the controls were never as good as the Mario games. Yeah. And so, getting that—that that sort of like whimsy and craziness of of Rayman—paired with the great controls that we know these games have, plus four player, I'm totally in. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah,
0: bring uh bring Rayman to uh, a collection to to switch, but yeah, uh, Kat,
2: where,
1: where, do, where are you at? What are you what are you feeling? I'll preface this by saying that I did not like the new Super Mario Brothers games, uh, except for maybe New Super Mario Brothers Wii, which had the four-player game. I think that they were the best of them. Um, I, I thought the original for Nintendo DS was kind of drab in its actual um, level design. Yep. And then uh, New Super Mario Brothers 2 for the 3DS was almost... It, it was too silly. It was, there was too much goofiness going on with the coins and everything, Uh, the the Wii U version kind of bored me a little bit, even though it tends to get pretty high praise itself. And the reason they kind of bore me is, A, the the soundtrack just isn't as good as some of the older uh, Mario games, in my opinion. I find them very, very, very repetitive. Yeah. And then also I found the 2.5D graphics to be fairly drab, I think. But having said all that, uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder immediately stands out because even though it has that 2.5D style, they've done so much more to add personality to it. Yes. And so I'm immediately like, okay, I'm in on this. I am curious. I'm intrigued. I want to see what you do with the level design. I I love 2D Mario games, especially the classic. Ah, uh, two D Mario games, Mario World, Mario Three; those are my jam. So, uh, certainly one of my most anticipated games for the remainder of the year, especially if they're able to pull it off. Yeah, um, I think everybody's wondering when the new Super Mario Brothers Odyssey, like Odyssey Two, or oh. whatever they call their next three D game, is going to be. Whether that's going to be on Switch Two or whatever, but in terms of holding us holding us over and kind of capping off the year of Mario, I think it's very nice.
2: (laughs) I think you nailed it with your criticism of New Super Mario Brothers, right? Like it was so safe. However, I I think that once you delve deeper on, uh, on the Wii U, once you delve deeper, the four player was just so good. It really and it was, was we we I have three kids, so we had an absolutely wonderful time solving the game together, and then it had also that sort of second level of hidden coins and elements that you needed to find where you that's where you really started to appreciate the level design prowess of of this team, right like they were able to pull off a game that worked with four players and still worked as a single adventure yeah. I wasn't that's as easy. into I wasn't as into the Luigi remix with the the focus on speed running, but you know that's that wasn't for me, but I, I, I did dig those games. And yeah, the music was an odd misstep for Nintendo, <laughs> you know? I like the, when they pause and go, Paw! I actually yeah. thought that was really cute Paw! because it added this sort of predictable unpredictability to the enemy movement that I really thought was playful and I hadn't seen done before. But the melodies are just not as good. And I, I think that's a, that's a risk with modern Nintendo games now. I actually, I thought the music in Tears of the Kingdom was great. But it yeah. didn't innovate the way the classic Zelda games mm. did with new themes, right? Like my favorite themes in Tears of the Kingdom are the ones I already know from you know, from Wind Waker or
0: other titles. Yeah. Or when you're cooking and he goes, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's um, right. Yeah. <laughs> Cat, I wanna know, and I I think I already know. Favorite 2D Mario. Mario three. Mario three. All right.
1: I think Mario Three is not just the best 2D Mario; it's certainly the best NES game ever made, and yeah. one of the best games of all time. It was Mario; it was truly Nintendo at its creative peak. Every level in that game is an absolute gem, and especially when you get to level World Six, Seven, and Eight, uh, the the sprawling nature yeah. of the there's <clears throat> a lot of People are always like, well, Mario, th- Mario World's the one where you explore, and Mario 3 is much more straightforward. You get into those some of those mini dungeons, in like World 7, it gets hard. Yeah, And there's so much exploration to do. It's these intricate, crazy mazes. So much of ma- modern Mario o- is owed to Mario 3. The power-ups are so much fun. It's just bursting with personality. I go back and beat Mario 3, like periodically nice. like someone on the reg that's awesome it's just it's it's beautiful it's a wonderful game it, i'm, a, I'm was, a
2: world guy but it's probably oh. more founded by the fact when i started to play nintendo games you know i was a little late i didn't live through the nes era like i i had played games before nes and then stopped because you know we worked really hard to crash the market with our ataris and then we stopped, <laughs> we all stopped playing well, like, this is for kids now. No, I, and Super Mario World is, is my favorite, but like Mario 3 just created a lot of the things that I really love about World. Um, I will say that flying in <laughs> World is so cool. Yeah. And I loved the element of looking at your map and going, hold on a second, there's another exit. And then just yes. spending sometimes like an hour trying to find that damn exit in the ghost house or, or get that alternate path going.
1: It looks so cool on the Super Nintendo when Mm. it first came out. You were like, "Wow, what an upgrade over Mario three! Holy cow!" Beautiful
0: and great music too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the I I go between the two Mario three and Mario World, and I I will say that there has never been more hype for me personally around a game, and Nintendo crafted it like expertly than Mm. there was for Super Mario Brothers three. I mean, they made a really bad movie just so they could have kids go to the theater with their mom and dad to see two minutes it worked like, on me <laughs> it worked on me too like my me and my friends we tricked our moms and dads to take us to see that movie i have it on blu-ray um but yeah and they this the, movie l- by the, the happy way happy meal movie. toys i did not with the little goomba and everything I, oh my god no no i remember them but we didn't live near near enough to a mcdonald's at that time to get them so do you remember I the commercial all where
1: all the people are chanting mario oh mario, yeah and then it zooms out
0: yep yep i remember when uh we got our letter from the government saying we had to go stand in a nebraska wearing a red shirt to be part of mario's wow. hat for this commercial yep really it was a, it was a big thing for all of humanity <laughs> that day there might have been an age limit but uh i, I want to talk about super mario wonder just one real quick that for me I think uh, I wrote about this in my um, last column for NBC uh, about the switch to hypothetical what the next switch will be. But one of the things I want is to be surprised. And I feel like Nintendo is really good at surprising us, but not in like a, you know, like a, a Five Nights at Freddy's jump scare kind of way. But in a way like, oh, we didn't we didn't think of that and now it's like wonderful like the weed nobody thought of like swinging your arms around and it worked so great and it was so wonderful so i think mario wonder has that potential to just have some really great surprises i love the art style i love the animation style i love how they kind of jazz it up a little bit like he does more sort of facial expressions and you know he grabs his hat and he pokes his head out of the pipe and uh the only criticism i have so far of this game is the um And the word "wonder" is one of the uh, stock Photoshop gradients. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yes, it's a stock Photoshop gradient, and, I, and they did like a 3D bubble effect on it. And I don't, the, I don't like that.
1: Extra I, gradient, I, Nintendo.
2: Look, I also thought the you know the words that pop up when you do something great in the game—it has that that escalation of yes. words, right? It also looks very stocky, like it yes. didn't immediately look like Mario. I think some of that is because they. I wonder if they did it for the Japanese version. It's actually in katakana, and so uh th- this is uh this is yeah there it a is a little bit
0: more generic yeah yeah Here, can i we mean see but it? like overall it looks <clears throat> almost yeah. almost like claymation i don't know i'm 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 pretty i'm pretty stoked on this and there it is that is a stock <laughs> stock and a,
2: photoshop and gradient. a pillow emboss <laughs> it's a bit of pillow emboss. yeah yeah but it looks like something if, i would have done but like we get we were getting two Mario
0: games this year again. We getting that and we getting Super Mario RPG. Oh my god! How could I have forgotten Super yeah. Mario RPG? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I've never played Super Mario You're RPG. Mario. Cat told me that I should, and I didn't. And I'm sorry, Cat. I failed you. Oh man! Great time
1: uh, yep. to play it. Uh, historically significant game because it was pretty much the last time that Square and Nintendo ever worked mm. together closely. Because Square and Nintendo. Square was practically a second-party developer for yeah. Nintendo back in the Super Nintendo era. They yeah. were so close, and then, of course, as we all know, the great betrayal, where Square went over to PlayStation Ooh. and did Final Fantasy VII, and it all was that... forgiven from people like
2: see, me. See, mm-hmm. I like, I like, I like to see it a little bit the other way around. I guarantee you. Square and other companies at the time said Nintendo, your cartridges are so expensive. Your yeah, cartridges yeah, course, are so expensive. If I have a game that doesn't sell well, it could ruin my company. Please, please do cheaper storage media. And then Sony said, "Here we are." Here's a CD, um, and Nintendo said, "No, we'd yep. like to continue to control manufacturing of all our of all our storage." You're devices.
1: you're yeah. absolutely right. But yeah. Nintendo's CEO at the time, who's forgive me, his name. Escapes Me, known for being absolutely ruthless. Yeah.
2: Yamauchi-san. Yeah.
1: Yamauchi-san. And he did not take that lightly, and it's not something you do in Japan. So uh, from that point, I, I think for quite a long time, Nintendo was like, you are dead to us. Yeah. swear <laughs> <We're square. laughs>
2: It wasn't until, and, and similar things happened with Capcom too, right? Capcom was a huge supporter, and then kind of things dried up until Capcom did like a, a, a Mickey Mouse tetris game or something to come back and then square did here's a final fantasy game crystal chronicles and one of you must carry something the and entire Advance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when uh, tactics advance came out on the gba that was like a ah, big moment it's yeah, like yeah, squares back oh my oh. god but mario rpg i think is notable because it gave mario and bowser and peach a lot of personality mm-hmm. bowser mm-hmm. and peach are in particular are big standouts in this game also smash brothers fans uh your this is your moment Gino's finally on the nintendo switch <laughs> you
2: did it
0: <laughs>
1: you did it
0: finally oh my god yeah that comes out november 17th uh, it's quite
1: short sets so you can probably bang this one out in like 15, i know i mean i have, hours. have
0: my super nes uh, mini or classic i can't remember which yeah. when they have it in. And- it's sitting there waiting to be It doesn't played, so. look that different from the
1: Super Nintendo game, you know, enhanced visuals and everything, but uh, cool. it's cool that it is being re-released with well, yes. many, much nicer graphics.
2: Would you say Paper Mario is the spiritual successor, or do you think those games are too different?
1: I think uh, the closest that you're going to get to a spiritual successor is probably Mario and Lu- Luigi. Okay. Superstar games. Yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of interesting how they split off uh, Paper Mario. Uh, Paper Mario certainly borrows elements of Super Mario RPG, for sure, especially the battle system. But later games um, kind of started to, after, especially after Thousand Year Door, started to de- de-emphasize the story and the RPG elements uh, quite a bit, much to the chagrin of fans. So.
0: Mm. What's, uh, in your opinion, best Paper Mario game?
1: Thousand-Year Door. Yeah. Thousand door. All right. I, and I think a lot of people are keep hoping. I think people would have been more excited about a Thousand-Year Door re, remake or re-release on the Nintendo Switch than they would be about a Mario RPG remake. Because Mario RPG is quite widely available. You can play it on Nintendo Switch Online right now. No, mm. no, you can't. No, wrong, it was wrong in the collection. You can play right? it on a Super Nintendo. I keep it's such a, a shoe-in that I keep forgetting that it's not available on NSO. It's kind of weird. You can play it on the Switch, the SNES classic, though. Yes. Um so I but Thousand Year Door is pretty much locked to the GameCube. So it would be really nice if we could uh, actually play that one again because it's a classic.
0: Well maybe it's uh, sitting on a shelf next to the Wind Waker uh remake for Switch. Maybe make. I mean, who knows? Nintendo would just will throw it out there. Maybe they'll do a uh, Switch to uh, go into direct the Metroid Games Prime account.
1: Remaster warehouse where you kept everybody's one two Switch or game <laughs> right. of the year. They're
2: gonna remake. And
1: go every... pull out those uh, Wind Waker slash Twilight Princess, which I don't know. We've been predicting those things for like two years now. Yeah, maybe, maybe maybe they'll throw them out early next year. No,
2: as... the reality is they'll remake every game. Like they they will still yeah. bring back every
0: game that they can. I mean. Metroid prime showed that people will spend a lot of money on a really well done. There, classic there was
1: game. just a report uh, that uh, from the classic video game foundation that or the video game history foundation that said that something like 87% of games released before 2010 right. are not available commercially. Yeah. And honestly, thousand year door. If you want to, one of the best games, if you want to play that, you got to get a GameCube or a Wii. And you got to find a copy of the game. You got to play it. It's like so hard to play so many of these games. Metroid prime was in a similar state for quite a while. So I welcome Nintendo going back into its catalog and making these games commercially available, especially many of which hold up magnificently and are just complete bangers.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I want to give them my money.
2: Yeah, it's it, no, it's it, it's a wonderful trend to see the the re-releases and the collections, right? And they are they are cheaper projects for companies to do than building a new game from scratch, and so it's okay if they don't reach ma- mass audiences. But you know, Konami's Metal Gear Collection sure got a lot of attention, right? And we oh, got the so we got the GBA Castlevaniers and all of that, and those are so great too. The the pricing, but it 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 ensures that these games aren't locked to a bygone device and gone away. uh In my in my spare time, I I update a lot of IGN game database records for playlists, and I, I run this thing on the weekends where I assemble fifty games that we need more user reviews for. So go to IGN.com/slash playlist on weekends, and you'll see the curated list of games that we don't have a lot of user reviews for, and um. So what I do sometimes is I'll tackle a certain franchise. I'll take something like Metal Gear, and then I look up in, in Japanese, in English, whatever language possible, all the games that were released, making sure that our database is complete. And man, it's depressing. Yeah. There are so many games that have disappeared and are no longer accessible. I mean, just think about Metal Gear started on MSX, right? Yeah, yeah um, right. Apply that like Silent Hill. I think half the Silent Hill games are no longer available because they were, they were uh, in some cases, special games made for mobile devices, sometimes in Japan, sometimes internationally. They're gone. They're completely yeah. gone. Sometimes a game, I, I looked at, uh, what was it um, last week? Uh, last, oh, Space Invaders. I looked at uh, Taito as an index of Space Invader games that they claim is every Space Invader game. Totally isn't. <laughs> because Midway made a couple of versions of it. Those are gone and wiped out because the licensing issues now apply. They're mobile games that disappeared, like Space Inverters, X-Pac-Man. It's, it's depressing. So my support other, this sort of stuff.
1: My other podcast, um, every month we look at a classic RPG and uh, I often have to be like, okay, but can people actually get a hold of this game? The the one we're doing this month is Shimigami Tensei Strange Journey, a game that did not come out that long ago, yeah. but is locked to the ds and the 3ds and is already started getting quite expensive because it had mm. a fairly limited print run you can't yep. get it online anymore and it's like
2: well great you're kind of out of luck if you want to be able to play a lot of these games so you know what's cool though like um the switch The switch is such a wonderful little device because mm. not best, only it? can it run obviously older era games now properly and 64 era when they get the the emulation right it has motion controllers and it has acceleram- accelerometers yeah. and a touchscreen. So even, even games like Kirby, Tilt, and Tumble and WarioWare Twisted, which would not be easily possible on any other device, can now be played on this machine. I think that's so cool. I agree. Uh, K- connect Switch... games are gone for good. You can forget about <laughs> those. But, oh,
1: the yeah. Switch is, uh, I think, my favorite console of all time. Yeah. Uh, if you had shown a Nintendo Switch to 14-year-old cat her mind would have been legit blown
0: Yeah, they would have been like oh my god you oh my you god figured all out of time the travel.
1: and the genesis and n64 games <laughs> all in one place it's kind
0: of crazy right yeah
2: little what was the little cat or kitten as we call her was uh, <laughs> was just like now you're playing with power <laughs> you
1: never would have seen me again <laughs>
2: I honestly, I mean, I wish I could time travel and show myself what games look like now. Because uh, I remember going into an arcade in Japan and seeing Daytona USA for the first time.
0: Daytona.
2: And I was like, I'm like, oh my God, cars look like cars.
0: Yeah. Mm. It's yeah. Like well, well, 250 was, polygons of them.
1: I mean, Man. honestly, Tears of the Kingdom would have just absolutely floored me uh, The free, years yeah. ago.
2: The interactivity, like, we yeah. were we were happy in the olden days when you walked up to a cabinet and you were able to open it or, like, yeah. pull on something and a rupee would put, pop out or something. And this game lets you just, it lets you cut everything, cut down trees and, and assemble stuff from what remains. It's just the thing. sheer
1: grandeur
0: of being up in the sky yeah. Yeah. and looking oh. down at the
2: world below.
0: The way the music changes when you're up there. Oh, I mm-hmm. guess when it changes on any level, it's like, it's... Uh.
2: That was Pilot Wings was another one where I'm like, "Oh my god, it's like uh, the Mode 7 like simulating jumping out of an airplane with that boop Uh and like uh a uh, uh,
0: parachuting down. That that was really magical. I uh, now, now uh games I always say like this, this when we talk about Pilot Wings, but I'm the world's best Pilot Wings player. And if really? you don't believe me, there's a stream out there where I do I score perfectly on the rocket pack level <laughs> without having played the game in 20 years. I just picked do- it up and streamed it. Seth, you just- should quit this podcast and go pro. I was thinking some about men. it. I was just, thinking about it, but I gotta get some more think, ducks in a row.
2: Think about how many Pilot Wings fans there are out there.
0: There are hundreds, <laughs> there are literally tens. Literally I tens of those them. games. But that was one of those games we got for Christmas. And back in the day, you got a game for Christmas and that was your game until your birthday. So I played I, Pilot Wings constantly. I love just it, I, got good at it.
2: I, I was hoping that the flight genre would grow. And I recently wrote about a forgotten gem called Sky Odyssey on the PS2, which was basically pilot wings, but with Indiana Jones mixed in and like oh, missions cool. and weather. And like uh, you, you had to, your airplane would run out of gas and you were to, had to refuel by tethering yourself to a moving train. And then you were attached to it and the train would go into a tunnel. So now you got to fly through a tunnel. It was like pilot wings taken to the next level and that, that genre just went away. Yeah, you know, we now have Flight Simulator, which I know the biggest fan of that game sits in this room.
0: Have you seen the 2024 Flight Simulator? Oh Oh.
2: no, but like where the flight action stuff, I'll give Grand Theft Auto credit because it kind of gets people to play flight games by
0: having these kind of drop-off drug smuggling missions and stuff. Uh, Yeah, more games need that. Yeah, more games need that, and they need and more flying games need less games where you fly through rings. I'm sick of flying through rings, but uh that is 2023 looking back, 2023 looking forward. Uh let's get to question block. We haven't done question block in so long and everyone is just saying, "Where is question block? What happened to it? Did you kill question block?" No, we did not kill question block. So the first question oh, comes man. from Scott Stevens who asks, "What's the palate cleanser game genre you play after finishing up a big game like say hotkey and i'm curious as to what you go into after you've sort of spent your 185 hours i'm a puzzle guy i
2: really like simple puzzle games where you know the levels become more and more complex i actually played stuff like candy crush too um i'm not ashamed to admit it it's a very well designed game and Unfortunately, one of its core design tenets is to make you pay for shit because you get (laughs) stuck eventually. But no, they're games like I just mentioned, Dr. Fetus came out on the Switch and that's a take on Puyo Puyo or Puyo Pop, but mixed in with Super Meat Boy, right? That's where Dr. Fetus comes from, from the Super Meat Boy games and so it's when the little puyos get destroyed by saws it's very bloody and nasty but that sort of game where you can just kind of get a couple of rounds and i always gravitate towards that i actually play it while playing some of the big open world games like i'll pop them out when i'm traveling or when i'm sitting outside on the couch uh you know after hours or something
1: okay okay mm-hmm. what about you i i like shoot 'em ups uh, I accidentally, I, I was actually going through my PS5 library recently and I was like, oh yeah, Jamestown Plus. Mm. And so I loaded that one up and played it. There aren't enough really great uh, sh- shoot 'em ups out there, unfortunately. Uh, one of them that's one of my favorites is uh, R Type 3 on the uh, okay. Super Nintendo. I love Gradius.
0: Gradius um, is great. Um,
1: classics rather than the Super Bullet Hell shooters yeah and yeah
0: i
2: can't do those have you looked have you looked at the arcade archives on on switch yeah. um hamster hamster ha- has the licenses to a bunch of was it like tow plan and all those old um, shooter manufacturers who make games in the uh, in the arcade some of them never came out here they were only in japan and so hamster has i think they're almost at 300 games re-released on Switch and PlayStation 4, and it's yep. it's basically the it's arcade code of ja- Japan only releases or or sometimes US games, and so they got everything like the Darius games and Gradius games and all that sort of stuff. Unfortunately, the price point is is like eight bucks a pop. Yeah, yeah, I grabbed, just yeah,
1: I grabbed Gradius for the hundredth time from arcade uh, archives. Uh, yeah. I got, got the. PC Engine Mini, yeah, which, oh, which is uh, excellent. has so mm. many amazing shoot shoot 'em yes. ups on it. And so when I'm really like I, I need a fix, that's that's where I go. Yep. That
2: yeah, yeah. Ha- Hamster a, has a Hamster has Galaga, Galaxian, Galaga '88, and then all the or all the like super like what is it? Right, Ra- right. Ra- Lipus Dragon Saber, Thunder Scepter, like all the games you've never heard of.
0: Yeah. I'm going to recommend, if you can find a PC Engine or a TurboGrafx Mini, to absolutely buy it because that is probably my favorite of the mini machines, even though I have the least experience with TurboGrafx, but I think it's the most well-executed and has the coolest selection of games. It's got uh, Dracula X on there, or wait, is wow. it Rondo of Blood? Whichever one was on mm-hmm. CD-ROM. It has Rondo of Blood, okay. which is my
1: favorite Dracula- uh, Castlevania game, I got to get that. That's so awesome.
0: Yeah. How do you not have that
2: pair? It's, I don't, it's just, there's so much to play. I, They're a little I, hard to find at this point, they but are. well worth it, I think. I have I've Jedi Survivor still sitting there. I've only played a little bit of it. There are too many big games and it's not slowing it's down. We've got an, an Assassin's Creed coming up again. Oh and God, all of that. yeah. Man, it's true. Yeah, sure. If you're into that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I am. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> as far as like my palate cleanser, uh, I'm kind of the same. I like to play a puzzle game after I've played like a, you know, multi-hundred hour games but basically i i tend to gravitate toward a game that like like Perry, like you were saying you can just kind of pick it up mm. and then sort of put it down and it doesn't necessarily matter if it's a puzzle game or the genre doesn't really matter it's just something i can i can pick up like um you know i, I got really into super meat boy what's that pick cross pick i <laughs> i actually really like pick i'm just not that good at it i have to play pick for about two days straight before my brain's like, you're in Picross mode, and then I can start really doing well. But if I skip a day, it's kind of like working out, <laughs> yeah. if you skip too much, and in Picross is only one day. I'm like, how do I do this again? There's a tr- I feel like I can make my brain do gymnastics that it doesn't normally do. And then if I don't stay on top of it, it's gone. Play
1: Clearly it cool. You need to play brain age, train your brain. I that's do right. love
0: me some brain age. That, that's the series <laughs> that got me into Sudoku. And now I'm an old mm. man who plays Sudoku on his Aww. iPad. <laughs> It's so cute but super meat boy is very unlike sudoku, sudoku. no super that's meat true. boy is not like sudoku at very all. different it's, a, it's quite different there's f- far fewer numbers in super meat boy but uh um, you know that's just the type of game that i sort of go back to It's just like i can have a really fun time and have a lot of uh, excitement in a very short amount of time and and then until i get hooked on something else again like i will for starfield undoubtedly so yeah um those are our palette cleansers and then Let's see. We have Sam Robert. Ooh, I don't know if we have time. I don't know if we have time for this one. Uh, 10 second answer. Lightning Anything? round. Lightning round. Sam Roberts wants to know <laughs> what is the worst case scenario for the switch two? And we have four minutes oh,
2: to discuss new, this new 3DS. The new 3DS was a nonsense device that nobody needed, nobody wanted. It was such a small upgrade that developers didn't know I what to do with it. had the nubbin
0: for your thumb? Yeah.
2: Yeah, you could all, You could already... play
0: Metal Gear Solid 3D the way it was meant to be played. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. That was that was great.
0: No, it's like give me
2: <laughs> give me actual a really noticeable upgrade where we can now go back to our older games and they'll run at 60. That I would love, but not like an incremental. Oh, yeah, here's a newer, slightly better version of the Tegra chipset, or, you know, or it's got a faster Wi Fi radio. I I need something more meaty.
0: Well, I mean, kind of, we kind of already got that incremental upgrade with the Switch OLED. Like, here's a nicer screen. It was just
2: display, but remember that, that new Nintendo 3DS. Actually, more had RAM. a new chipset, and you yeah. could make. There's a a very small number of exclusive games that only run on that device. So, wasn't, it forked uh, the market, but without yeah. getting you that that oomph that you needed.
0: Super Smash Brothers
2: for 3DS wasn't that one of the games that yeah. only ran. There was one of the like one of the Nicholas games was on it, too.
0: Yeah, that's right. The worst
1: version of you Xenoblade know, Chronicles well, was that... on three
2: DS. <laughs> but that one also ran on the old one, but it ran really poorly on the old one. Oh, and okay. yeah, yeah. a lot of games started running very poorly mm-hmm. on the three DS.
1: Um I think the worst case scenario is no backwards compatibility or no yeah. hybrid
2: oh, design.
1: Yeah. If they moved away from like the core of the Nintendo Switch, if I can't play my old Switch games on it, that's going to be a huge, huge, huge,
0: huge bummer. Yeah, agree. You know, part of me really thinks that well, Nintendo's not going to make that that mistake, but the other part of me is like, well, but Nintendo is Nintendo sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And they'd be like, nobody wants to play old games. That's what the, the original, when they upgraded to the super Nintendo, they're like, well, nobody's going to want to play these old games anymore. So we shouldn't be, we shouldn't have them uh, be backwards compatible. And then, you know, you read news stories from the time they're like, parents are confused because the games don't work anymore. And I I don't, I don't know if that was true. Nintendo tends
1: to play it very safe recently certainly under the current regime. So I wouldn't be surprised if the switch two or whatever ends up being a much more straightforward upgrade than we expect, but it's still Nintendo. They might do something ridiculous.
0: Like, yeah, like, well, yeah, that's, that's the thing is, but um, I think as far as the backwards compatibility is like, I think they saw what Xbox is doing and what PlayStation did eventually where people were not really stoked on, a lack of backward compatibility for the PS5. I know only like something like 1% of people actually take advantage of it, but that I think that's old, an old stat anyway, but um people were really mad that they weren't going to be able to play every PlayStation game ever made on their PlayStation 5 totally the way it, that yeah. they can.
1: Well, it gets back the to the part, preservation so. aspect, and, right?
2: yeah, and, I mean, and and a big challenge for Sony because the PS3 architecture was so different that even today you have to stream those games on PlayStation yeah. Five, right? And like, I think Nintendo is not going to do that. I do think that they'll oh, improve no. My one big worry, and this is the the worry that only I have, is
0: I have so many Joy-Con. If I can't use them on the new machine, Ooh. whatever will I do? Well, I'll tell you what you're gonna do. You're probably gonna be disappointed because that's the thing they're gonna say. They're gonna be like, it's a whole new controller. You can't use your old one anymore.
1: Wow, it's, it's a I, new gamepad. It's yeah. the Wii U gamepad for for Switch for some reason. Don't say that. <laughs> Don't say that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I'm thinking worst case scenario for a Nintendo Switch successor is they call it the Switch U. But that's all the time that we have for this week on Nintendo Voice Chat. Before we go, I have a few favors to ask. If you're watching us on YouTube, please leave us a like. That's the thumbs up right there. And a nice comment. If you're listening to us on a podcast app, please leave us a review. It helps spread the good NBC word. And we will be forever in your debt. That is it for everybody. Want to switch talk of the everybody? Uh, Remember, Nintendo Voice Chat is the only place where you can get the the thing. thing. Get the thing.